Hi folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Today on the program, we have Rodney Kranz here with us today, who's the Senior Business Banker at Plains Commerce Bank. Thank you very much for taking the time to come to the podcast here today. Hey, thanks for having me. Always uh, happy to be on. So this time of year is renewal season, we could say. And, you know, some people look at this as an exercise like, okay, well, here we are. We got to do this again. But what we were just talking about here before we started was that really there's a lot of opportunity in this time of year for us maybe to learn more about our operation and things that we could do better. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, it is something that is required for most financial institutions to make sure that the files are accurate and up to date. But really, what we want to gear in on at this time of the year is putting together the best packet of financials that you can so that we can understand what last year really what happened. Um, did we make progress? Did we slip? Did we kind of stay flat? And then what does the next year look like? What do our needs look like they're going to be? What are our goals and what's it going to take to accomplish those? So I suppose to start off with, when you have customers come into the bank, what are the pieces of information and the nuggets of knowledge that you'd like them to bring in when they come to talk about their renewal? First and foremost, what's most common, um, everybody's going to pretty much key in on is that balance sheet. Really, what's your equity position at the end of the most recent uh, borrowing season or growing season? So having a good, accurate, consistent balance sheet year over year will really give us a great idea of what your equity has done based on the profitability, hopefully, of your operation um, from the past year. So that's first and foremost. Try to equate to some people when they're saying, well, what's the real importance of my balance sheet? What's it telling me? Well, your equity position is really your ticket to borrow. Me as a a primary wage earner, a W-2 wage earner, if I have a strong credit score, that's going to give me the opportunity to come into any situation that I'm looking to get a loan on, whether it's a house, a car, piece of ground. And if I've got a strong credit score, it gets me in the ballpark, right? It gives me the leg up on making sure that I'm credit worthy um, and I can garner hopefully the best rate that I can get. Well, the producer's balance sheet is that equivalent, I would say. You come in with a strong equity position, you're you're in the game. It doesn't mean you're absolutely going to get the loan you want or the rate you want, but the stronger equity position you have, the better negotiating power, and for lack of better terms, you're going to have. So... First and foremost, get a good solid balance sheet, have it to be able to compare against the uh, the one before it, and then we'll build off that. Now, when you talk about the balance sheet, this is probably something that it's best not to wait until the night before we go talk to the banker in order to have this all put together. Yeah, ideally, you, uh, you would put a little bit more time into it. Maybe you're able to just put it together pretty quickly because you had all the information that, uh, you know, ready for you. But typically, it takes a little bit of time. We want to make sure that your inventory is accurate. What do you truly have out there, whether it's grain, whether it's cattle, hogs, um, whether it's feed? We don't expect you to be perfect and know every last bushel, every last ton, but you should be able to be pretty darn close. So make sure you take some time to get that accurate. Make sure you have your full debt schedule put together. Don't just say, well, I've got you know roughly $100,000 here and you know 200000 there. Really put the time in to make sure you have an accurate balance, you know the full loan details, because again, the, the more detail you can provide, the more accurately we can measure things and really set up to figure out, are we, keep saying it over and over again, but are we going forward? Are we going backwards? Or are we kind of staying flat? Really, too, it, it shows a lot of confidence, I would think, from you as the lender that the person who has all of their ducks in a row, you can feel more comfortable with what they have going on as opposed to someone that's winging it. Oh, absolutely. The quality of financials 
that an individual comes in with will go a long ways towards building confidence and really telling the story of their operation. And if that story is telling a pretty positive trajectory, you're going to have a much better opportunity of, again, getting the things that you want and need and getting it for the rate that's most uh, beneficial to your operation. So if you come in with it on a napkin or on a crumpled piece of paper, will it get the job done? Maybe, but it's truly not putting yourself in the best position that you can uh, to, uh, to get through that process. So armed with this information then, how can we use this to grade what we did and also to help us as we look forward, as you were alluding to at the beginning of the conversation? So with the balance sheet, again, at the end of the day, we're going to measure your equity. Um, we're going to measure your liquidity and we're mm-hmm. going to measure something called leverage. And leverage is really just how much weight the debt load that you have is putting down on your operations. So what we're going to be able to do is compare that year over year hate to just, you know, keep repeating myself, but figure out which way those things are moving and the whys to the direction in which those are moving. So if we've got equity that's increasing, we've got cash and liquidity that's, you know, staying strong. And if we've got a managed debt load, that can tell us if we can afford to put on more debt. The piece of ground across the road's coming up. It makes all the sense in the world that you want to add that to your operation. But if you've got too much debt already and your numbers indicate that, it might be the best decision, although not the easiest decision, the best decision to let that go. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, if you come in and you can show that your liquidity is in a place where you can put a strong down payment on something, if your payments are in a good spot where you can afford to put on some more debt, well then, hey, now we got a plan. Uh, let's get it uh, put together and let's get this piece of, of ground bought for you. So the land part's probably the easiest one just to, you know, it, it's something that comes up quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's going to, those numbers, we don't, we always kind of get a saying on my team that the numbers don't tell the full story, but they do tell a story. And if we're paying attention, we can use that information to help you accomplish the things you're looking to get. Perhaps we've got people that are listening knowing that last year, obviously, nothing in the past two years has been very predictable. And last year may not have gone the way they'd like to have seen it for one reason or another. As they're coming in to talk to the banker, what are some things that they could do in order to work with them to change the course for the next year? Great question. I think really what I like to have borrowers do when they come in, especially when something didn't go their way is just own it. You know what? As we sit here, and and one thing we haven't talked about yet is putting together kind of a business plan projection for the coming year. But when we do those type of things, we don't expect that you're going to know everything that's going to happen. You don't know what Mother Nature is going to do. You you can't guess the markets and you just can't predict life in general, right? So things happen. So we're not here to hold certain decisions over your head and to make you feel bad about something that happened, but we do need to understand it. We need to not you know, put our head in the sand and pretend that whatever caused you a challenge the last year didn't happen because it did, and the numbers will bear it out. We want to work together to move forward. We want to build relationships, and, and the more honest conversations we can have, the better we can get through those challenges, figure out how to hopefully avoid having those challenges again or have those challenges get worse, and hopefully set ourselves up for a better year the coming year. I think this is a good pivot to talk about a business plan because now we've focused on the rearview mirror. So as we look forward out the window, using our driving metaphor here, (laughs) with the business plan, 
Where do you guide that conversation? So I'll be honest, the cash flow projection is the one that I get the most pushback or the eye rolls from guys that say, well, it's just a guess. And in some respects, it absolutely is. But if we don't at least put ourselves in a position to understand what we think may happen based on the variables that are present today, how are we ever going to be able to truly measure if we had a successful year or not? And yeah, you can say, well, my equity went up. That's great. I had a good year in theory. But how are you going to know if we underperformed based on what we maybe could have, if we would have been a little bit more proactive or if we would have made this decision versus that? Again, it's not to come back and say, told you so, hindsight anybody. It's the effort put in to say, based on what we know today, what I've already locked in, a lot of guys by this time, have, whether they've locked in seed, chemical, fertilizer, maybe pre-sold some grain, they have some of those variables pretty well figured out. So let's put those knowns down. Let's make an educated assumption on the unknowns and show us what that looks like. Because at the if you come in and give it a, a really good effort at putting together a solid plan, and it shows that we're going to be short of covering our obligations, well, then maybe we need to look at some of those variables and figure out what changes can we make to make this opportunistic outlook than what we show here today. It doesn't mean we're going to get those results, but at least we know what results we should be chasing. Let's try to dodge the iceberg before we hit it, not figure out what we're going to do once we hit it. Absolutely. There are estimates that are going to be made. There are going to be some assumptions that are going to be made. But at least at the end of the year, if we have a level of success or level of challenges, we can look back at those variables and say, all right, we're projecting X amount of bushels and we got 30 bushels less right at crop insurance levels. Or we just had a drought and the calves just didn't do very good on pasture disease in the hogs. I mean, you can go all the way down any different avenue here in, in the ag world and figure out which variables we didn't hit. And if we understand the whys, doesn't mean it changes the results, but as a manager, it gives you that information to make decisions for your operation going forward. Perhaps that is another thing that you could touch on is the intangibles. We, we know that we can't make it rain. We know that we can't prevent every disease from showing up, but we can plan for it. So is this a good time to maybe start thinking about how we want to make that plan while we're ahead of the ballgame? Yeah, absolutely. I think what is really important here for people to understand is that there are just management things you can do to manage that risk forward pricing things, making sure maybe your processes and procedures from a disease standpoint in certain lines of the ag world are buttoned up to minimize your risk. You can't take all risk out of your operations. Nobody should be expecting that. Mm -hmm. But what things can you do to minimize, to mitigate those risks and put yourself in the best position to really navigate through those challenges because you're never going to navigate around to your iceberg challenge. If just let's navigate through the, the rough passes because we know mm -hmm they're going to come. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and just quite frankly, the best thing operators can do and managers can do is build your financial ability mm -hmm. as strong as you can. Keep as much liquidity in your operation. Keep your debt load as managed as possible. Make decisions for the business purpose more often than the emotional purposes, because they all get things out there that emotionally impact our decision-making. And that's mm -hmm. just human nature. But from a business management standpoint, if you can let the business decisions guide your path for your operation more so than your emotions, it just will set you up for having the most strength possible in your operation to navigate through those unexpected challenges. So with everything that we've talked about here, if 
balance sheet, uh, cash flow, whatnot. I, I do think it's a good thing for some of our listening audience to know that if it's at something that they have a lacking in, there is the Ascend services available through Sioux Nation Ag Center to help kind of tie all those knots together so that they don't feel like they have to go at this alone, though I'm sure that they can also receive some help from the bank as well. Yeah, without a doubt. I think the really important thing for the listeners to really take home is that, one, the financials aren't just a homework assignment from your lender. They do matter. We do look at them. And it's not just something we need for the file for the people who oversee from a regulation standpoint that we're doing our job. We do or at least we should be really looking at those and understanding what they're telling us and communicating that with our borrowers and letting them know what the bank sees and how that impacts again most people are going to have some sort of a of a goal whether it's you know to expand or to just improve profitability we can help that. Other services out there that are available uh, can help with that. So you're not alone. Ask your lender. Seek out guidance from other services that are out there that can help you put these things together because it is extremely important that you manage your business. You don't just go through the, the motions because more often than not, in my world, the customers I see that are actively engaged with managing risk, managing financials, uh, managing labor processes, those people that are engaged and are really active in trying to make sure they understand their operation as, as uh, much as they can, they typically are able to have you know, a more steady rise or uh, you know, be able to navigate those challenges uh, in an easier fashion. Well, thank you very much, Rodney. This is a good conversation at the right time of year to have it and some good thinking points for people as they go into this renewal. Appreciate you having me. Uh, happy to talk anytime. Sounds great. And thank you to our listening audience. Y'all take care, folks.